Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Nicole. Nicole is a second time podcast guest. I was looking up when your last episode was. It was like five years ago. <laughs> that was so long ago. I like I can't believe I've known you that long. But anyways, Nicole is a spiritual advisor to growth-seeking humans. She is here to elevate consciousness and eradicate poverty. I actually lived in poverty for many years got all you know the social services and I was a single mom sometimes you need it sometimes you need it but Nicole is on call 24 7 she offers direct guidance to experience more peace love compassion and abundance through all complex conditions and circumstances of life who would you want to be if all things were possible and no obstacles existed Nicole would love to help you find out. You can reach out to her at heal.me forward slash Nicole. And I will link that up in the show notes so everybody can connect with you and any of the other things that you provided me. I always am pretty, I am always really good at like taking any links and just link them up so people can connect if they want to connect and are interested. So Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Megan, thank you. And you are so good. And I am so honored to be with you again. Um, it's always a pleasure. You just, you are such a light and you do so much for the world. And I just thank you and thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, you've been through a lot in the last five years. A lot of changes have happened so much. So I'm just going to let you take it from wherever point in time you want to take it from. Obviously, we don't have time to cover all five years, but wherever you want to catch us back up on your personal journey, I'd love to hear it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, honestly, I'm never sure what's interesting to people. Like stories are stories are stories. And I have, you know, I'm 47 and I'd say in those 47 years, I've lived a heck of a lot more than 47 years. So I've got a lot of stories. Um, but since, uh, well, recently, I guess, um, yeah, I I was dying. Um, I was I was terminal. Like when I was last on the show, I was probably uh, focused on publicity and podcast guesting and podcasting. Yes. That sort of was a a niche that I fell into just by happenstance because I like you actually give a damn about what I do. And I had an audience and I was like, people were asking for things. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And you just want to make it better and better and better because when you are a growth-seeking individual, you you can't just be complacent. You always have to level up, for lack of a better term. And that's just who I am. That's who you are. And, um, you know, that's that's what I was doing, I guess, at the time. And... After that, well, not after that, but during that point, I would, I always noticed things around me where I'm like, hmm, not loving that. How can we fix that? Hmm, not loving that. How can we fix that? Because my normal set point is abundance and joy and peace and harmony. And so when things are out of whack, if you will, um, I kind of go in and I go, okay, what would be better? What would I prefer? 
and then I just do it. And so I was noticing that I was dealing with some incredible human beings, but they were out of integrity by my estimation. And I was seeing a lot of things that I didn't like. And I would go, why is this happening? Why is this person behaving like that? And what I found was that oftentimes they had no idea. They just were following the course that was laid out for them, just like children do, you know, when they come mm-hmm. into the world and they're parented and and they don't they don't know what's, quote, right and wrong, except for what they are told this is right and wrong. And so right. we live in this very disconnected yet connected society <laughs> where you've got influences coming at you from everywhere and people are mm-hmm. addicted to receiving stories and receiving messages to where they they can't even hear their own voice. And mm-hmm. so that's what I was finding was that people were just following the path laid out and they weren't really curious about who they were and and why they were doing the things they were doing. And I decided I wanted to just travel. I wanted to just get get back on the road. I I always, well, when I was quite young, I started traveling on my own. I was 15 um, and I lived nomadically for a number of years and traveled around Europe and and lived over there for quite some time. And I thought, you know what? I've been going all over the country, speaking on stages, staying in hotels and conference rooms. I don't know. You know, I could be in however many different cities, but I didn't really see the cities. And I thought this is this really isn't the way I love to live and being away from my cats and my home. And so I decided to get on the road and and do things a little different and um, travel differently and go slow and take my cats with me. And one thing led to another. I wound up getting rid of all my properties and just going, all right, here I am. I'm going to figure out where I want to go next. I closed on my last property February 20th, 2020. I got back down to Florida. Yeah. And so that was up in Ontario. And um, so I said goodbye to that. I gave all my things away and got down to Florida and the border shut down and then nobody knew what was going on. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go with the flow as I as I do and wait and see. And one thing led to another. And I I just never went back. I've been nomadic since I've been traveling um, and as I've been traveling, I've been exploring and and having relationships with countless people in all sorts of different walks of life and exploring the land and enjoying life. And I wound up getting ill and I knew I was ill, but I also believe very strongly in mind over matter. And I believe that the more we focus on the unwanted, the more we experience the unwanted and the more we focused on the wanted and the, well, not the wanted, the wanted is actually the gap between where we are and and where we wish to be, but focusing on what's good and what's abundant and and what's Mm -hmm. joyful. Um, And so, you know, I just, I walk my talk and at the same time, there were things going on in my body that were undeniably not desirable. And I wound up, um, in the ER and they found that I had a tumor that was killing me. And I was given a terminal diagnosis. I was told that if I did not have the surgery, I would probably not make it beyond three months. That was um, September 2022. 
And I also at that point did not have health insurance. As I released my home, um, I hadn't, that wasn't the original plan, right? I just was going right. to travel for a little bit, figure out where to go and all. Um, but one thing led to another and that those were the circumstances. I did not have health insurance and I was not working consistently because I was not feeling well and also just mm -hmm. exploring and being, being really um, and sharing and I love to give and um, so anyways, I, yeah, I wound up in a situation where I could not pay for the surgery that was necessary and I did not have insurance that would pay for it. And the doctor said, you know, well, I can't do this. Like you need it and you're going to die if you don't have it, but I can't do it because I have to get paid essentially. Right. So I, uh, I wound up like looking into that and, and, you know, questioning and exploring what does that mean and you know how can I source ways of of dealing with that and I came to understand that it that I wasn't nobody nobody was going to be there and I didn't expect them to and I didn't tell people to be honest um I didn't feel it was necessary to tell anybody about my woes um because I just I just wanted to be with people and again, feel good. And so I wound up really thinking about all the people that I love and that had mm -hmm. impacted me and that I, I thought, well, if I'm going to be gone from the world, how can I spend whatever time I have left, whether it's a short time or a long time, we never know. How can I spend this time in meaningful conversations with people that matter and leave the world a better place more intentionally than I ever had before. And um, what I found was that most people are too busy to have conversations. Um, yeah. They want to tell you all about all the things in their life that are going wrong, and they're happy to sit on the internet for hours at a time and message and message and message, but the pick up the phone and have a conversation for five minutes or, you know, meet yeah. up while in town and, and have coffee. It's like, oh, no, that's that's too much. I've got all these things going on. So it was an interesting exploration. Um, I did wind up finding uh, a doctor. I did, did wind up finding services and I found uh, through those services and going through the hoops and being patient. Um, I did get the uh, the surgery on April 3rd, 2023. And two weeks later, my labs came back and he told me, you're cured. Your, your body should start going back to health. And surely enough, it has. And it's been it's been a wild ride. Um, I bet. And, uh, here we are uh, recording on June 5th. And um, I am more clear on who I am, what I'm here for, and my mission in the world than I have ever been before. And it feels so good to be here. Now, I don't know if you want to share this, but you went through some shit after you had your surgery. And it's kind of horrific to me that you went through this. Now, I'm going to link up in the show notes your episode where you and I talked uh, like more in depth, but if you could just give us a brief overview of what you went through, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. And I really just so appreciated you spending time with me having that conversation. I'm a verbal processor, as many people are. 
and we can, you know, go through in our heads all the things, but it's like until it comes out of the mouth, it with another person that is not in judgment, but that is holding space. Oftentimes, that's really what we need to Mm -hmm. make sense for ourselves, right? And this is why talk therapy is so helpful for so many people. Unfortunately, there's a lot of folks who work in that space who have their own stuff to work out and who stay in judgment rather than really holding the space for folks to process. So, um, yes, as, as far as... I found a doctor, I found services in Florida um, and went to Florida and that's where I got the support I needed, but it also got very hot in Florida and I've been mobile and I have, uh, now I have one cat. When I got on the road, I had two, but uh, Mm. I had one put down just under a year ago. Um, I think he he just did not travel well and the heat, I think, had an impact. Um, So, in this lifestyle that I live, it is, I am, I have to live in the present moment all the time, mm-hmm. which is wonderful and also very challenging for most people. Excuse me. Yeah. So with my lifestyle, um, it's, it's not possible for my cat to be safe or me to be safe in extreme heat. And so I found someone who had some space and invited me to stay in that space while I was ill and recovering um, pre and post surgery. And so I was on my way to leave and I actually left. I actually left. um, This was, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe not even. Oh, no, it was less than a month. I don't even know. I can't remember. It was a couple anymore. weeks ago. It was a couple yeah, weeks ago. It's insane. Ago. It was, yeah. I think it was like the 12th of, uh, of, May. Um, so yeah, I had the surgery April 3rd. And then as I was getting better, I had like follow-up appointments. And um, as I was getting better, um, I wanted to get out of there and I wanted to come visit my family and um, yeah, just, just get on with life. Right. So anyways, I was at this place and the woman who invited to me to stay is a lovely, lovely person. Um, like all people, she has her own demons and and trauma and things that she hasn't worked on and long story short what happened was um my beingness triggered her and she came over with uh she she came in so technically I was her tenant but she came in using her own key one day uh stormed in and was quite aggressive not physically but verbally and demanding that I get up and leave immediately which and that was she was a she was having her own um mental health crisis frankly mm-hmm. and i did my best to deescalate the situation i am very trained and experienced in this work um that did not work i tried calling for support that did not help Um, The woman was threatening to call the police. I said, yes, absolutely. Let me do that. I called the police on speakerphone. I explained the situation. I asked that they send somebody with um, with mental health um, experience. That's where things went awry. (laughs) So um, I I had asked her to excuse me so I could get my cat who was 
hiding. He was afraid. And I said, please excuse me. I'll get him, get him in the bag and I'll be gone. And um, she refused. She was, she sort of cornered us. And, um, and so that's, that's why I was still in the space. I actually walked out because I was like, I'm out of here. And then I was like, wait, the cat's got to come with me. I'm not leaving my baby. <laughs> um, so they got there. Um, the officer came. I explained what was going on. I explained I just needed her to excuse me from the room so I could get my cat and I would be on my way. He said, okay. And she, she said, this is my place. I'm not leaving. He said, well, just give her a moment. They went outside. I was, oh, it took me a moment to like, uh, you know, I was like breathing heavy. The cat, he was not under the bed. I didn't know where he was. So I was looking for him. And then I sat down on the bed for a moment to collect myself and send a message to my friends who I just like freaked out. And the officer came back in very in a very different tone this time. Um, the woman was telling the officer that I was having a manic episode and that I, I don't know what else she was telling him, but he came back in and quite aggressively and quite, um, you know, we talked about this, how you had experienced similar things um, on the broadcast that we did. So yeah, they can definitely him. listen to that. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I don't, I, I want people to go if they want to hear the full story there and listen, because yeah. we did really, it was like 45 minutes we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to go far too far into it just to just to express that. So I was sort of the officer was sort of coming at me, taunting me as I was sitting on the bed going, you're sitting on the bed. You don't seem like you're moving. And da, 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 da. And so now he's in there with his boots and like it's getting more loud. And I don't know where the cat is. Finally, I get the cat. I grab him. I put him in the bag. I go, there we go. I get out. Um, I put the cat in the van with the air conditioning on. And then I'm talking with the police officer and I'm using, I'm quite expressive and I'm, you know, mm -hmm. using my hands as I'm just talking like I normally I'm do. I'm the same way. The woman winds up coming from behind me. I had no idea she was walking up behind me, comes up from behind me. I wound up whacking her with the backhand, with my backhand in the face as I was expressing. That then he goes, whoa. Uh, and now, okay, now I get arrested. Um, I get, as I'm, putting as he's putting the cuffs on i said you know and he I, he was actually there the night before or was it the night before yeah it was the night before because this place that i was staying at was very toxic um you know beggars can't be choosers and i was very grateful for the opportunity but the people that lived in the building were addicts they were not well um and there was an incident apparently where um, one of the neighbors prior to me being in there tried to kill his girlfriend at gunpoint wow. and the police were there, yada, yada. So this particular officer was actually at the building the night before at like 2.30 in the morning with another officer. And I was the one that came out and spoke with them. Um, they were looking for the woman she had moved out um, to let her know that the man was getting, that had just been released from prison. So I, you know, even when he had got here, got there, like I, I introduced myself and I let him know I used to be an officer. So as he's putting the cuffs on, I go, please remember, you know, I used to be an officer and you have to be very careful because I'm double jointed and like, I don't, my body contorts. So he did not care for that. Um, he put the cuffs very, very tight on and my shoulder was out of whack and my elbow was out of whack and I was in a lot of pain mind you I also just got out of surgery so mm -hmm. 
just the lack of mindfulness was uh, very disheartening. And I absolutely um, escalated once I was in the back of a cop car, um, you know, like you had talked about in your situation, you know, laughter and just really such disrespect and lack of humanity. And it was Mm -hmm. like 90 degrees or whatever. There was no air back there. I was trying to get their attention um, and asking them if I, you know, they could open the window. No, they said they didn't want to hear me. They wound up cracking the the glass between the front and the back to get some AC. Um, and then, I mean, it was just one thing after another. Like my my glasses had fallen off my face. Um, they did not give them back to me. I wound up going to jail and having to stay overnight. Nobody would give me my glasses. So I was blind in there. I was treated horrifically. Um, the things that I experienced inside are beyond comprehension or were beyond comprehension to me. Um, and 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 when I was an officer, there were things I saw, but never the things I saw in Florida. Um, I mean, we are certainly living in some, some times where people certainly have forgotten who they are um, as human beings and the way they treat other human beings. Um, and I'm talking about those who are tasked with, with, caring for the most vulnerable in the population. Um, so, yeah. So I honestly, Megan, and I, th- I mentioned this, I think, before, I'm so grateful for having had that opportunity. As uncomfortable as it was, I'm so grateful. And that's sort of, that's how I look at everything in life. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's important that we recognize that every single moment of our life is finite. We come into yeah. this world as physical beings, but we are not only physical, right? We are spiritual beings as well. And as we come into the world, we learn how to navigate the physical world until the day, the moment, not the day, the moment that we go back into non-physical. And for me, it's just been such an incredible journey of understanding how people, what motivates people, how people make choices and how one little teeny tiny thing that a circumstance can can change everything instantly. And, you know, there's a movie I often recommend to people when when we're talking about their life and and choices and how, you know, they're contemplating this or that. I like to refer to sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow is done in the 90s, I believe. And it takes a look at one woman's life experience where she either gets on the tube, she's in London, she either makes the tube or she does not make the tube and sort of all the things. Oh, I that think I've seen place. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great flick. It's, you know, it's it's simple and it's enjoyable, but there are so many, um, I call it conscious entertainment. There's like Ted mm-hmm. Lasso. There's so many creators out there who, as they do their work, they really put meaningful dialogue behind life circumstances and what we tune into um, really informs how we see the world. And there are so many people Mm -hmm. these days who are tuning out from anything meaningful and tuning into drama and trauma. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people complain about guns and, and they talk about, you know, stopping, you know, school shootings and things like this. Well, if we want to stop the violence, we certainly 
aren't going to do that by exposing ourselves and and getting excited about and exposing more and more and more graphic violence, both reality, mm-hmm. quote, reality and as entertainment, because this is what people have these emotions about something. And when we have emotions, this is what sinks in. And when we are at peace, right, when when all is well, we are not getting excited negatively or positively about things. And so I believe, you know, this, quote, mental health crisis in America and around the world really is by and large driven from the disconnection that humans have with not only each other, but themselves, like their own inner dialogue. I know I I go places and it's like people can't be without sound. They've got to have the TV going and they've got to have conversations yeah. and the computer going and like 50 million things going. They they don't want to be They're scared of silence. And it's like, why are you scared of silence? Why then I have to listen to my thoughts. Well, the, yeah, the thoughts okay. sometimes are not very good. <laughs> yeah. So let's explore that. So, you know, right. what's, what's going on with that? And and I think that that's a. Uh, yeah, that's a, a major thing that with a little more compassion for others and compassion for ourselves and interest and curiosity in what makes us tick, I think that um, a lot of the world's problems can be solved. So throw it back over yeah. to you. <laughs> well, um, going back to the gun violence thing. So most homicides are caused or most violent offenses are caused by men. And this is not to bash on men. However, a lot of research has shown it is because there are expectations of men, right, and masculinity that are not positive. They're quite negative. And they're living, men are living in this world where the expectation is more egalitarian, like you need to be softer and more sensitive. But at the same time, when they're like that, society saying no, 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 and making, yeah, and making fun. And, you know, like you're a crybaby. How dare you? You need to suck it up. And so men are expected to share emotions. But then when they share the emotions, then society saying, no, that's not right. And so they're in this space where it is very toxic. And some research has shown that this contributes to the high violent offenses that men are perpetrating. I love where you're going here. I, you know, I always worked in male dominated fields and, um, and primarily worked with men and, and young male offenders, um, for the majority of my career. And, probably about 20 years ago, I really started noticing, uh, yeah, but about 20 years ago, well, more like 15 years ago, I really started noticing this, this trend of men succumbing, if you will, to pop culture's expectation of losing the masculinity. And I thought, so interesting. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much, but I, I, I agree with you. I think that I think that again, the the more we follow pop culture, right? And what is pop culture? It's popular culture. And what is culture, right? So it's the more we focus on what others are doing and what others are deeming important. And P.S. Culture is is guided by whoever's in power. 
quote, power. A lot of times, yes. Force. Force is really what it is, right? Our officials that are elected and then the marketing and all of this, right? Uh, the people with the money, the people who have an interest in making sure that you're taking those meds, making sure that those guns are bought, making sure that their companies continue keeping them very, very comfortable or that the politics keep them very, very comfortable. Society is driven by the popular, but that doesn't necessarily mean the popular is right. That mm -hmm. just means the popular is in control. And when we go inward and we ask ourselves, how does this feel, right? Because we're feeling beings. Human beings are feeling beings. Our emotions are our guidance. If we mm -hmm. choose to see it as such, as guidance, rather than listening to the narrative that somebody is perpetuating who benefits from a belief that they are selling. Mm -hmm. And if we go into our emotions and we say, how am I feeling right now? And we pause and go slow, not speed up. Go, ah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling anxious. So, ah, 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 right. But instead go, okay, how am I feeling right now? Okay. I'm feeling anxious. Well, what does that mean? What is anxious to me? Let me see if I can, what can, how can I, where my body is that? What is the sensation like? And the more we slow down and ask ourselves, to really understand what's going on for us and then ask ourselves, so is this true? Am I really feeling, quote, anxious right now or am I feeling something else? What else could this be? Have I ever felt this feeling before, right? And sometimes, so when somebody is anxious, half the time they're just excited and it, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, right? So it's the only person who can truly tell you what is going on inside of you emotionally is you. But you can't tell yourself what's going on if you don't know yourself. And you can't know yourself if you have subscribed to the labels and expectations and judgments of others who from the very beginning told you, oh, that's bad, that's good, that's right, that's wrong, that's hot, that's cold, right? It's, these are, these are, language, language is, language is fascinating. Um, but these, the language that is assigned to feelings or experiences is just that, it's just language. And so mm -hmm. when we go, hey, it's possible, it's possible, not probable, but it's possible, maybe my belief system isn't 100% on point. What if I got a little bit more curious about what does this mean for me? Not what have I been taught this means, but what does this really mean for me? And I see this all the time with, with parents, you know, really wanting to do the best they can for their children and being so afraid of perpetuating behaviors that were taught to them that were hurtful and unwanted or that, you know, oh, I've, I've learned, you know, if my baby, you know, sleeps on its stomach, then, it, you know, this could happen or that could happen. And just we get caught up. And if we really think about it, you know, humans have existed for a heck of a long time, far, far longer than the Internet and far, far longer than the books and far, far, far longer than all the things that we're taught to believe 
are necessary and important. Um, and so as we slow down and really get curious about who are we and is this enjoyable? Is this feeling easy or is this belief that I have to perform in this way actually making me crazy? Yeah, definitely. I have found too, one of the ways that I've, I've learned to be more connection with myself is also being connected with others because you can learn a lot from other people. Uh, I grew up in a, in an area that had beliefs and everything that now I'm almost the opposite of. And, and how I ended up that way is I learned from other people. I, I listened to other people's stories and really communicated and, and got out of my comfort zone and got a little uncomfortable, which it is uncomfortable when you, when you sit with those feelings, right? When right. you growth are, is always uncomfortable. Growth, growth is, is always, always uncomfortable. If we, just to pause you for one sec, because this is really important and people don't like this and that doesn't matter. Like it or don't like it. It's fact. When you come into the world and you're a little baby, you cannot get to be an adult without physically changing your form, growth mm -hmm. spurts, things. Your body will hurt. Emotions will hurt. This is growth, right? You cannot, a tree cannot get from a seed into a sprout without breaking through the outer boundary, the barrier. And that is growth. So thank you. Please, please continue. I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt, no, but I just no, really you're fine. drive that home. Yeah. That discomfort should be if for, for anybody who wants to grow get uncomfortable because your comfort and your complacency is what keeps you trapped in the prison of your own making yeah and if if you don't grow and continue to grow as a human because that's you're going to your entire life you're going to be growing maybe not like it or not per se like it or not you're going to grow emotionally and if you don't you become stagnant and the world passes you by and you stay stuck in one place which is a miserable existence to not continue to grow and learn from other people yeah for sure and it is it's those other it's the interactions with the other people that help us understand ourselves right and it's mm -hmm. it's that but the the danger quote danger i mean more like danger is per, percept it's a perception um right the the opportunity in learning from others being inspired by others you see who that person they make me feel like i want to grow i want mm -hmm. to know right or oh that person I am not interested in. That is yeah. not what I want. So that helps you understand when you know what you don't want, even if you don't know what you do want, you know what you don't want. That's helpful. The, again, danger, if you will, of being in community, which is pushed, 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 pushed by marketing and all of the things is mm -hmm. that it's this group think. So yes. there is somebody who is leading and then all others are following. And when you get into that dynamic of groupthink and following the leader, the leader, if they are not encouraging you to go within and find your own resonance with their words and with their teaching and with their, you know, showing you, and they're mm -hmm. saying, 
here, let me show you all of this magic. And if you pay me this amount of money, if you <laughs> do this thing, if you, if you vote for me, if you, if you, if you, if you, right, if you do what I want, I will reward you with a treat. If you don't do what I want, you will be punished. This is positive, you know, whether it's parenting or anything, it is the teaching. And when we subscribe to somebody else's leadership without questioning for ourselves regularly, what is the resonance here? How does this feel for me? And and what people will tell you, and I, I found this in this, this online business space and everything, right? This education space, this, this <laughs> space where you and I wound up yeah. meeting is... You know, if you that the people will say, oh, well, you're just not investing in yourself or you're selling yourself short or you're, you know, like there's all these scripts that are right. created. And again, this goes back to what I was saying before is good people don't realize how toxic their behaviors are to others. That's in relationships like the male female dynamic. This is in education. This is in parenting. This is in 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 it. It's in all things. So as we go through life and we get experiences with others or we get turned on by things, oh, I didn't know that exists. Oh, I want to find out more. Oh, I want to go down that rabbit hole. Great. Go down the rabbit hole, but make sure you've got your hands and your feet against the 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 whatever the edges so that you can find your way back up if you want because otherwise when you drop down you get there and you go how did I get here how did this happen to me all this oh all these things well start thinking about how you went down the rabbit holes start thinking about the other holes you went down because that's where you wind up in a maze underground and it's like I can't see the light so when you don't know how you got to where you are that's where problems and trouble ensue. When you understand this is how I got here, you know, okay, this got me here. Now, where do I want to go? Do I want to go back mm. to what I knew before? Do I want to tunnel a new path? What like I have options. And this is the thing most people forget is that every moment of every day of every moment of your life, you have options does not matter somebody can cuff you and hurt you physically put you in a cage they can take all of your rights away but they cannot take your mind they cannot control how you perceive who you are and your environment and if you feel like a victim trust me you will be and if you feel like you are the creator of your own life experience Trust me, you will be. Well, Nicole, that was woo, a lot. Um, but we have now come to the end of our time. Uh, so I would love for you to just wrap it up in what would you like to leave the Inspired Women audience with? Hmm. I know um, it's the hardest question of the entire time. <laughs> I think that's it. You know, you really are the creator of your own life experience. And what is inspiration? Inspiration is being in the spirit of. And again, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. And so when inspiration whispers in your ear, listen, listen, because you are the one who gets to choose constantly and you have to choose. 
constantly. And growth is tricky. Growth is difficult. Growth hurts. And at the same time, when you go, I know who I am and I am choosing to go into this scary place. I am choosing to expand beyond because I am inspired to. And I know that if I don't live on purpose, if I don't live through inspiration, then the suffering that I will experience by shutting out my inner guidance, well, that is that is something I don't want. So for, yeah, I guess that's that's what I could leave, leave you guys with. <laughs> and an invitation to connect because I really do. This is my work. This is my life. And this is it. This is all for the rest of it. Um, and hopefully there are going to be, you know, decades and decades and decades more. And I get to have intimate conversations with people about anything and everything. And that is that is what fuels fuels me. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.